Hey everyone, welcome to Florence Legally Brunette, the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast that helps attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I don't have a magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. This podcast is going to revisit an an issue that I talked about some time ago. It's called Being Beyonce in Your Law Practice. But before I got to that, I wanted to talk about some things that happened this week and and things that I um, was using in my own life to work on my productivity. So sometimes I feel like I'm really in a brain fog, that I'm just sort of going through the motions And before I know it, it's the end of the day. I wake up in the morning, I jump in the shower, I am doing my day, and I look at the clock and it's like 6.30 p.m. So I'm trying to think of ways to like keep sharp and, and, and just keep interested and keep focused. And one thing that I was doing basically since about the first of the year, I was trying stuff backwards. This especially came into play during New York, um, New York week, New Year's week, when I was doing a ton of walking. I was doing I talked about it in my last podcast. And I was just walking and thinking walking and thinking. And I do a what I call my regular walk. And I do that every Saturday morning. And I basically follow the same path. And during the summer, sometimes I'll do it it's shorter because it just gets too stinking hot. Um, And then during the winter when it's beautiful, like right now, I find myself like walking and walking. It's basically the same path. Like I said, in the summer, I might cut it a little short. And on these Saturdays, I feel like I'm on autopilot. I am thinking and like enjoying the outside. But sometimes I'm like so just in the zone or um, just following the same path that I always follow that I find myself where I'm at a point where I have suddenly walked three miles and I don't really know how I got there. I'm just like, like I said, in the zone. So something that I did while I was doing my extra walks during New Year's is I didn't take my same Saturday walk. What I would do was I would sort of take the walk, but I would do it backwards. I would start at the end and go in the other direction. Something as simple as that really makes you see things in a different light. You're coming at it from an entirely different direction. You're coming from it from the opposite direction. And I kind of thought about that as a metaphor of anything. Like take whatever you're doing and mix it up. Whether it's your day-to-day schedule, whether it's activities that you do with your kids, um, a vacation that you're planning, anything that you're doing, just flip it around. 
do it backwards, do it different, do it at a different time, like whatever. Um, for example, like sort of on the day to day things, like if you start your days with your emails, maybe don't start it with something else and then later do emails. That one I'll have to tell you is a giant challenge for me because I have the mindset that I need to start with emails. And I know that there's a ton of time management books that say, don't start with the emails, do the emails later. But to me, I figure it's a good way to sort of pace what I have going on since so many people reach out to you via email. And that's just an example. I mean, there's a, a million different things you could do. It could be eating something different from lunch. It can be driving home a different way from court. Um, whatever it is, just try something different, do something different. It wakes up your mind in a way that you don't think is possible. So that's just a little productivity tip I want to throw in there. Another one I want to throw in, and I've talked about it before, is the scheduling in bulk. So this was the first week back after the holiday. And I'll tell you, the week was so long and so packed. I almost felt like it was two weeks. I don't feel like it's been a week since we got out of New Year's. It seems to me that several weeks have gone by. That's just how much has gone on during the week. And I started it off by scheduling a ton of things on Monday. It wasn't totally my intention. Where where I started with it was I thought Monday, January 6th, that's the day everyone's going to be back to work. Um, and, and it sort of was kicking up on Friday the 3rd where more calls were coming in. I did have a bunch of appointments that day. But I knew Monday, January 6th was really going to be the day. And that whole week, I knew there would just be a lot of contact from a lot of people. And it didn't disappoint. It was definitely the way the week went. So originally what I did was I scheduled a ton of meetings for the afternoon of the 6th, the afternoon on Monday. And my intention was I'd come into work on Monday morning and I would get a bunch of stuff out of the way and just be available by the phone and start working on a brief that I needed to put some time into, catch up with my staff on what they were working on. It didn't turn out that way. I had a kind of an emergency meeting um, or at least a last minute scheduled meeting that I had to go to in Phoenix. So that was my whole Monday morning. And then I came back to the office and did my meetings. As I sat at my desk, the sun set on me. It was just so busy. And the, you know, the last few things that I was trying to do just kept me in my chair and the office got dark while I sat there. And I finally got out of the office maybe about 630. But the point is, if you can schedule a bunch of things at the same time and knock them out, it can make the next day better. So what I was able to do was I was able to keep Tuesday open. And I was supposed to have court and a deposition on Tuesday and both got canceled. So it worked out nicely that I worked like crazy on Monday, and then I had Tuesday open to do the things that I needed to do 
return a stack of phone calls, um, work on my brief a little bit, write a letter. Like all these things were kind of just piling up from Monday. Uh, so I definitely recommend that. All right, let's talk about our main topic today, which is being Beyonce in your law practice. I say in your law practice because that is the place that I'm coming from, obviously, as a lawyer. But you can take these tips and you can use them where you work or in your own business. So many singers, fashion designers, politicians, bloggers cite Beyonce as an inspiration. There's a popular meme and you can Google it. It states, you have as many hours in the day as Beyonce. And these are simple words meant to uplift and inspire and tell us that we can all live to our full potential. So basically the point is, if Beyonce can do all that she does in 24 hours, we can also do stuff. Like Beyonce, we have the freedom to define our careers and take mindful and intentional actions to make our days better. Although we are not living a Beyonce glamorous life, there's a few hacks that we can take from Queen Bay. Number one, be yourself. Find what works for you. Beyonce does not try to be like anyone else. She has her own style and she knows how to work it. Two, don't be afraid of reinvention. After Beyonce came out with her album 4, she dropped the surprise Beyonce album. It was a complete departure from what she was doing. The songs are very different. Um, the feels very different. So why do we have to be the same lawyers day by day? So try a new marketing technique. Study a new area of law. Become a volunteer judge pro tem or volunteer at a legal clinic. Join a nonprofit board, teach a class, start a podcast. That was my big thing um, that I did about two years ago. I wanted to do something that was completely out of my comfort level, which is this podcast. The possibilities are endless. There's so much you can do. And it's, it's taking something that you usually do and maybe not doing it anymore if it's not working for you or tweaking it so it works better or trying something entirely brand new. All right, number three, be approachable but mysterious. Beyonce has over a hundred million followers on Instagram. A lot of times she posts cute pictures of Blue Ivy, sometimes of the twins, but I feel like mostly Blue Ivy, and a lot of vacation shots with her husband, Jay-Z, and a lot of shots where she's dressed up going out for a night on the town. But she follows no one, and although her postings are fun, they really don't tell us anything about her personally. In fact, I just read an article, an interview about her in Elle magazine and it felt intimate but once you got to the end it like really wasn't she was talking in in general terms about how she feels as a mother a performer things like that but not what sort of conversation she might be having with her husband um it it was revealing but not really revealing so she did what 
she does is she appears approachable, but she still remains mysterious. So your clients and customers should see you in the same way. They're coming to you because they have problems and they do want to know you're a real person. They don't want to feel that you're a robot or too busy, but they also don't want to know the intricacies of your life. Like, for example, you know, if you're coming around the into the office, you don't want to greet them with, oh, I have the worst stomach ache. Um, you know, they, they want to know you're real, but they don't want to know your complaints. Remember, clients and customers will follow you on social media. So remain mysterious on social media as well. It's not a place to take a picture of, your, of you fanning yourself with a wad of cash or doing shots at Thunder from Down Under. I post pictures of my family and vacation. I do, you know, but I don't have anything that I would be embarrassing or out of the ordinary or anything like that. Number four, be multifaceted. Beyonce is a singer, songwriter, producer, actor, fashion designer, wife, mother. And we may not always feel like it, but we're, we are so much more than the practice of law or our career. We're yogis, parishioners, parents, writers, photographers, runners, artists, travelers. Every lawyer I know has passions that go beyond the law. So follow your heart on those parts of your life. It makes you a better and more compassionate attorney and has a you can have a better way of looking at things. For example, um, this summer I did a jury trial. And during my closing argument, I referenced both the Simpsons and zombies. Nothing about my case had anything to do with the Simpsons or zombies. But being able to kind of make those ties to something that I kind of found interesting um, I could tell the jury dug it. It made something that was more dry a little bit more fun and made me seem, I believe, more approachable. Number five, carry a fabulous bag and wear fabulous shoes. Your day will feel so much better if you're carrying um, a bag that makes you comfortable and shoes that make you feel great. And I'm not, I'm kind of joking about this one. I, this is really kind of my thing. This is something that makes me feel like a little bit more confident. Like if I have a bag that looks nice and all my stuff fits in it, that's a very important for me. If my stuff is spilling out of it, that's a problem. And I like when I have pretty shoes on and it just makes me feel better. Maybe it's something different for you. Maybe it is purchasing that laptop that is a couple hundred dollars more expensive, but has all the features that you need and you feel great when you do it. Or the headphones that might be a little bit more expensive, but really work for you. So something that I've always said to my, to my kids is that don't buy something just because it's on sale or it's the cheaper thing. Really look at it and see if it's the thing that works for you. And I've learned this lesson the hard way. I used to always just 
only buy stuff if it was on sale. And it's great if you can find exactly what you want on sale. But for every 10 things that I bought on sale that really didn't work for me, whether it was maybe not exactly the right size, really wasn't my style, maybe had a hole in it, and all these sorts of things that I bought because they were on sale, if I would have took the price of 10 things that I bought on sale and bought the one thing that I really wanted, I would have saved a lot more money than buying things on sale. Number six, have an alter ego. Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. Sasha Fierce, she has said, this is a quote from her, this alter ego I created kind of protects me in who I really am. Sasha Fierce is the more aggressive, more outspoken, and more glamorous side that comes out when I'm working. That's the end of her quote. And so here's me talking. Sometimes this job is really hard. Being a lawyer or whatever it is that you're doing, your job is really hard. We get yelled at. We get criticized. We're tired. So have an alter ego to bounce the bad stuff off so you don't take it home at night. And I do, I turn it off. And I um, remember reading a book about Marilyn Monroe many years ago. Excuse me for one second. <coughs> and she would walk down the street and at times she could walk unrecognizable. People would not realize who she was. And she might have a scarf over her hair or something. But she could turn it on. She would fluff up her hair do her walk, and people would flock to her. They knew who she was. When I'm out being just regular old me, I have noticed that people don't know who I am. I've run into clients and they don't recognize me. I think a lot of it is I'm not wearing a suit. They're usually used to me seeing me in a suit. But I think there's just a difference in how I'm behaving because I'm more relaxed and I'm not Florence the lawyer. I turn that on when I need to turn it on. Number seven, be a good host. I've attended two Beyonce concerts, one where it was um, her solo and then one with Jay-Z. I will tell you, these were two of my most famous favorite nights ever. And how did Beyonce make me feel? I know this sounds crazy, but she is like a wonderful host. Uh, she made the whole audience feel warm and welcome. She would just say like how beautiful everyone looked tonight and how great they were making her feel. And Jay-Z did the same too. And I thought, oh my gosh, it feels like you're being welcome into their home. And I use this when how I greet people. And I will say this to myself as I'm going in to a meeting Smile, Florence, because there were years, and I mean it, years where I would walk into the office and I had a client waiting for me and they needed to talk to me about something really important. And I walked in in a fluster because I just had 10 phone calls the day before or opened up a minute entry that I wasn't super happy about or whatever it is that I had going on. And I would, I, I think I passed those feelings of my own 
tizzy that I was in onto my clients. That's not how they need to be treated. They need to be relaxed. I'm there to help. So I have this corner that I walk around from my office. My office is kind of in the back side of my office. So I have to walk out of my office, go around the copier, turn the corner, and go into the conference room. As I'm taking that walk, I say smile. (laughs) Because people should feel warm and welcome when they come to your office. Just like um, Beyonce made me feel. Number eight, be a fan of others. Beyonce loves the blues, country music, jazz. Sometimes she incorporates flavors of other music into her music and style. If you've listened to her album Lemonade, which I highly recommend, she has um, some songs that are more like hard rock and one that's very, very like country slash jazz. And um, my husband's a... a fan of country music and he loves that one song of, of Beyonce like that's how country it sounding it is do the same be a fangirl or fanboy of other styles there are so many lawyers where I appreciate their styles there sometimes they're famous lawyers that are on tv and then sometimes they're just people that I know or have been in court against and I've just appreciated like how they've treated me how they appear in front of the judge, how they've treated their own clients. And I've been a fan. Number nine, eat healthy at least some of the time. Um, Beyonce's weight fluctuates. There are times when she goes on a vegan cleanse and she's just teeny tiny and times that she eats ice cream and cake and is still teeny tiny, (laughs) but maybe not as, as small as she was. Um, but The point is, eat well, but don't be afraid of fun treats. I can't live a life where there's no dessert. That's not a life that I want to be in. I'll never be super small, but um, I want to enjoy good things. I come from an Italian background. I want to eat a cannoli, you know, things like that. But I also know every meal can't be a cannoli, and I don't want that to be. It, It becomes not a treat if it's there all the time. So I try to just make sure, and being vegetarian to the, for the most part really helps with this, but I try to get a lot of vegetables in and a lot of fruits and try to avoid, um, you know, things like Pop-Tarts. Even, although sometimes I will have a Pop-Tart. <laughs> um, so just, you know, eat healthy foods. And, and sometimes I'll do it where, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'll just make a fruit salad or something like that. Just kind of kickstart my system a little bit. Number 10, have friends in your field. Beyonce's friends include Taylor Swift, the Obamas, Kelly Rollins, Michelle Williams, Gwyneth Paltrow, Rihanna. These friends have similar careers. And what do you think they talk about? They share stories of their jobs. Some of my best friends are attorneys. They know what you go through and you can get fresh perspectives on cases from them as well as commiserate on the day-to-day grind. One of my favorite questions to ask people is, what does your day look like tomorrow? I just love to hear about people's schedule and how they manage things. 
And then I usually have follow-up questions about, you know, what they do during the week, how they plan vacations. I love to hear this from people and always try to figure out how they do things. And then maybe that gives some tips for me. And I love talking to other attorneys about cases that they've worked on and with struggles that they've had and ways that they've overcome them. I love talking to other business owners or um, people who just work in a very stressful position, but work for a company. Like how do they handle their day to day? How do they handle management of staff? How do they handle working for people? All of this is important. And if you have friends who are in these field, these fields, you can do it. You, you can have these talks with them. And also, you can have some fun too. A lot of times I'll do this when I can uh, invite a friend to a son's game. I'll tell you this year I have been, this is probably my seventh year of being a sun season ticket holder. I have attended one game so far. This has been so busy that I've just had to either give away or sell the tickets because I can't make it to the games. That's getting pathetic. I should be able to take a few hours in an evening and go see a Suns game. So that's what I'm working on for the spring. I usually find things actually get better after the new year um, when the holidays are passed, but we shall see. All right, number 11, look back at your accomplishments. Beyonce regularly posts throwback pics. And how often do we look back at what we do? I'm always looking forward. As I've said in the past, I have my electronic calendar on Outlook, but I print out six pages, one month, one page for each month for the upcoming six months in my life. I used to do three and then I moved to four and now I find that six is better. And it, it seems so crazy to me that in order to manage my schedule, I need to look forward six months a year, but I do. I mean, that's kind of the only way I can make sure that my trial schedule is manageable, that I'm not booking, you know, two jury trials a week apart from each other or making sure that I get like some vacation time in, things like that. Um, but sometimes it's good to look back. I'll pull up an old calendar and think, I can't believe I did all that. Like, look what was happening a year ago. It's out of my mind now because it's past. But when I think about these were the stresses that I was facing, this is the stuff that I was doing at that time. And now it's all resolved. The, the cases are either done or if they're not done, whatever was going on then, now there's something in the future. And it's a sense of accomplishment to think, I can't believe I did all that. Or to look back at the fun things and think, oh, I remember when I went to that game with this person or when I went to the beach with my family. It's fun to have those memories. And it can um, make you feel good. Another thing I regularly do is on my iPhone, I'll go to photos and I'll just start scrolling backwards. And I'll pick a random spot and I'll look at maybe just 20 photos and just remember that time and see my kids looking a little bit younger 
and um, and myself looking a little bit younger. <laughs> That's a little bit more of a bummer. But um, and just remember, like, hey, a couple of years ago, we had this really nice moment. We had this really nice vacation, and it's nice to remember. And looking back at your accomplishments can can really make you feel good. So like Beyonce, enjoy your success and remember this lyric from Beyonce's song, Freedom. I'm going to keep a running because a winner don't quit on themselves. And I'll tell you, the song Freedom is my favorite song to exercise or run to. So uh, and that song is from Lemonade. So definitely pull it up. I actually have no streaming or movie reviews this week just getting back after the holidays my whole um uh two weeks of being able to fit in movies and get some streaming done out the door just trying to get back this week so next week hopefully I'll be back with some reviews of of things that I've watched that I want to pass on and um maybe a book I've read we'll see we'll see All right, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Burnett Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Burnett, Facebook under my business page and my personal page, and my website at brummerlaw.com. Something new, I've launched a page on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, As you know, this is a free podcast and there's no paid advertising. The expenses to run the podcast include equipment, the launching platform, the theme song, and people have asked about contributing. You can contribute any amount through patreon.com. Right now, it's just donations. And again, this is a free podcast. This is entirely voluntary Whether there's contributions or not, I will still be here every week doing a podcast. But like I said, there has been um, people have said they would like to help. So I started a page on Patreon. The other reason I started the page was in the next few months, I'm hoping to include extra content for Patreon members. And I'm throwing around the idea right now though I haven't entirely decided on it, it may include one-on-one time for my listeners, um, for their Patreon member, where we can Skype or do a telephone call to discuss time management and self-care for that listener. And we'll see um, how that works out. Like I said, that's just kind of an idea that I have now that I've launched Patreon And it's a brand new thing for me. I don't know how it'll work. But something that I was thinking of, you can reach out to me on any of the um, places that I've given you. And if you have an idea of something you might like to see on Patreon, let me know. Thank you so much. I'll be back next week with new content.